standard issue for all women. Hello, Jen here to tell you about this week's episode of The Sunday Chops. Through her own experience of becoming single parent to a one-year-old child, Zoe Desmond wanted to change the picture for people in similar situations to her. Feeling isolated as a single parent, she set up the Frollo app, which is aimed at helping to foster a community focused on the joys of solo parenting rather than the negative stereotypes often perpetuated by society and the media that can leave single parents feeling particularly isolated. It was through that app that she met journalist Rebecca Cox, who herself was a single mother also to a one-year-old, who shared many of the same concerns as her and others in their community. So, having noticed the same questions coming up again and again, they decided to write a book about it, How to Be a Happy Single Parent, which is a practical handbook for anyone parenting alone or maybe thinking about doing so. This week, I talked to them about the shared experiences of single parents, how society could better support single parents, and the joys to be found in bringing up a small one on your own. Obviously, I myself am a single parent, so I found the chat absolutely fascinating, and I hope that you will enjoy it too. I am joined by Zoe Desmond. Hi. And Rebecca Cox. Hello, thanks for having us. Thank you for being here. Co-authors of the new book, How to Be a Happy Single Parent. If you've got the answers, I'm here for them, guys. We will come to the book in just a minute. But first, because this is kind of integral to the story. Zoe, you're also the founder of the Frollo app, which I think, unless I've misunderstood this, is that how you two actually met? Yeah, we met via Frollo. So, and actually, Rebecca was the very first person on the Frodo podcast. So it's it's weird. It's serendipity at, at its best. Can you tell yeah. us a little bit for the people who, who are listening who maybe aren't single parents or, or don't know about this, what Frodo actually is and how it came about? Of course. I became a single parent six years ago when my son, Billy, had just turned one through a relationship breakdown with his dad. And I didn't know any other single parents at the time. And I was in a really, really difficult place. I was mourning the end of the relationship. I was mourning the family unit that I'd always wanted, um, the breakdown of that. I was feeling guilty that I couldn't provide, you know, that family unit for Billy. And I was just really, really struggling. And I, as I mentioned, I didn't know any other single parent. So I felt really lonely and isolated in the experience of being a single parent. But I'm also quite, probably find it hard to, yeah, let people know how much I'm struggling when I'm struggling. So I didn't really want to reveal how hard I was finding things or for any of my non-single parent friends or family to feel sorry for me or feel burdened by, by me. And that's when I really started to crave knowing other single parents who could relate to what I was feeling, what I was going through. And really what I wanted at that time was that friendship, was that community, was other people who would be free for play dates at the weekend, Sunday lunches, a glass of wine when my son was with his dad. And I assumed that there would be an app or some community that existed, given that one in four families are single parent families in, in the UK and Ireland. And when I, you know, really searched long and hard for it and couldn't find it, it was through sheer frustration that I decided to create Frollo. And Frollo, people often ask why Frollo, and it's the word friends and solo. 
And I almost kind of wanted to give the term single parenting a bit of a rebrand, something more positive because it has such, you know, negative connotations typically. Mm. So that's, that's how it all started. Rebecca, because you're a journalist, aren't you? And a founder of the Single Mother Edit website as well. Could you tell us a little bit about your background? Yeah, so I've been a journalist uh, my whole working life. I started out in, worked for Sky for a little bit, and then I was in Women's Glossies. Um, and I left Diamond Magazine when I had my son. Um, and I was married, I was with my ex from like 18 to 30, which is probably when I should have been doing my single thing. And I had my son at 29 and very quickly realised that wasn't going to be able to raise him in a happy home if I stayed with my ex. So I became a single mum roughly around the same time as Zoe did with one, just me and my little boy, who's roughly the same age as Zoe's son as well. And I'd just gone freelance. So I was also in a kind of work and financial situation where I was like, ah, uh, I found a job at another magazine, Country and Townhouse. I, I still work for them now. They've been amazing. They have let me work completely flexibly. I go into the office once a week and very slowly but surely found my feet as a single mum and having to kind of run a household on one income all of a sudden, doing lots and lots of extra freelance around the edges to kind of make the numbers add up. And also really kick-started a change in direction in my career because I've always done lifestyle journalism and lots of, you know, fashion and travel and frivolous loveliness. But becoming a single parent, I mean, I've always read lots and lots of journalism around topics of feminism and family life and, you know, lifestyle in general being in that area. But it was the first time I really felt like I had something important to say on a topic that was directly impacting me. And I felt that I could give a voice to a different group of people who maybe needed a voice. So I started writing about my experiences as a single mum and had so much engagement from other single parents, lots of single mums messaging me. And it just showed me, you know, the same as Zoe, that there's such a lack of community for single parents. It's something that there's millions of us. But there's not much out there that actually gives single parents a voice or mm. connects single parents. So as soon as I met Zoe, we, we've really been talking about wanting to work on this book. Um, so we're just so thrilled that it's out there in the world now. So you were both single parents of quite young children initially. I mean, it's hard at all ages, but it's, you know, it's particularly tough, I think, when they're that small, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I think for me personally... I feel like it's so much easier now than it was when they were much younger. And I think a lot of newly single parents to very young kids often post on the community mode of the Prolo app, you know, you know, in, in kind of distress saying like, this is so tough. Please someone say, is it, is it going to get easier? Even not just the whole single parent thing but also how hard it is with mm. kids of that age mm. you know because then you know they're they're at a stage then when they can't talk they're so dependent on you they're, you know they're whereas now and I Rebecca and I speak about this because as, as Rebecca mentioned our, our boys are similar ages and you know I think it's such a beautiful different relationship they're like you know your little kind of you know your little wing person your little friend there's and so it's really lovely each stage getting a bit 
closer to to, to that. But yeah, the, the the earlier days when the kids are really young, there's no question about it. They're really hard. Mm. And, and I think people don't talk about the mental health of mothers in particular no. at mm. that young age. Yeah. Whether you're a single parent or not. So I think if you're also dealing with not just dealing with being a single parent, but also if you're becoming a single parent unexpectedly around that time, I think there's just such an extra layer of trauma that you're going through. And you feel like a completely different person when you have a baby, right? Like whatever your circumstance, whether you're doing it on your own, doing it with somebody, if if it was planned, unplanned, you know, whatever is happening at that point, you're going through this like enormous transformation so then when you throw another one into the mix, you know, Zoe and I were both, I think, Billy was like one or one well, and a half. turned one, yeah. Yeah, and Jack mm. was one and a half. And it just, it, yeah, you feel like you're, you were already kind of like just trying to stay afloat. And then it's just like someone just threw a bomb at you, basically. I guess it must happen a lot that people become single parents at that young age because it is so hard right and and the pressure that that puts on a relationship and I remember having Lyra and thinking you know I'm actually like so talking to the other mums I knew who were having babies around the same time I'm actually like kind of grateful that I don't have to manage this other person's emotional needs at the moment that actually like I can yeah. just kind of focus on myself and my child because it's that's enough yeah. frankly you know yeah I, I look back on that first year of Billy's life and I have to say I I look back on it with a bit of sadness and a bit of guilt because I was in such a tough place emotionally and navigating you know the relationship was breaking down by then probably the writing was probably on the wall during pregnancy and you know, I was desperately trying to make it work, desperately trying to save it, desperately trying to kind of fix it all. And I, I think that is so, so tough. And exactly as you say, I think, you know, and you said, Rebecca, about be- becoming a new mom, that comes with so many, you know, it's, it's like the end of an era and the beginning of a new one. And it, it, it's a huge thing. And then with the relationship, you know, some people might be like, well, the baby's the thing that's going to fix it or this is what's been missing or whatever the case is. But there's so much going on. Yeah. It makes me feel so emotional hearing you say that I talk about the guilt around mm-hmm. that period of time because I feel exactly the same. And I would give almost anything to go back to having like it makes me want to cry just to have Jack like as a baby and get to hold him like that. I know. And, yeah. and kind of be there in the way that I wish I could have showed up for him. And I wish I'd had the tools to get to to be to feeling kind of safe and um, secure and and happy in the way that I am now. I wish I'd had that support network or those kind of what I needed to do, kind of a, a roadmap of how to get to being okay because he deserved this me then, you know. I think I, I just wish I could... I, can, I wish I could have little him and do all of that again. I, I think it would be so different. 
But look, you've written this book, so unfortunately you can't have that. But what you are doing is providing some help and support and guidance for other single parents who are maybe going through similar situations. So this is probably a good point to, I I think we'll come back to mum guilt. I think think there's more mileage in that, guys. uh, Oh, there always is. If you could tell us a little bit about the book to start off with, it's kind of like a, almost like a practical handbook, right? To sort of, you know, different subjects that you need to think about and areas of your life that may or may not be fraught with difficulties. Could you, could you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, so I think that as we just touched upon, Zoe and I felt lost as new single mothers and I think lots of single parents in all different situations feel exactly the same. And there's so many of us, but there's just, it's still something that's kind of like shrouded in this kind of shame. And I think that really got in the way of, of both of us being able to be like, right, we're single mums now, let's do this. And this kind of stigma really was kind of holding us back from doing that. So because we've been through the process and we're, we're a bit further removed now, we just felt like we can actually unpick what was holding us back from from being happy in those early days and as you said just kind of providing a really practical inclusive handbook for people who are either a new single parent or thinking about becoming a single parent Um, and all those things they will need to think about you know and it covers I'd say kind of the first half of the book is the practical the finances the legals the childcare the co-parenting like all of those just really practical advice I think there's even a chapter where you can kind of like work through things and actually take action and then the second half is the more kind of mental health lifestyle moving on parts of single parenting so thinking about getting over that shame and stigma maybe taking a night off maybe like the self-care that you need to really factor into to single parenting because there's nobody else right there's, mm. if you don't look after yourself there's nobody else to look after the children and then dating not dating kind of rebuilding a life in whatever way you choose so i'm kind of interested in something that you've both mentioned and is mentioned in the book as well about the kind of like representations of single motherhood in in particular it's funny isn't it men who are single parents are kind of like represented as these like you know super dads like wonderful heroes or whatever and women it's always like really really negative connotations of like you know poverty and i mean that is a reality to be fair like you know Mm. single mums are going to be worse off but there never seems to be any kind of joy in those representations I, i wondered what you thought about that Yeah, I think that is a fair comment. I think there are a bunch of different single parent stereotypes. And I agree with what you said about the dad. And, you know, on one hand, it's kind of any any single dad that's involved is deemed as a superhero. But then I will say, you know, by the same token, there's also the stereotype that single dads are you know, absent and out of the picture yes, and yeah, don't want to be involved. So mm. I, yeah, so I've kind of really seen that on the Frollo community and, you know, just to, I guess, speak up for the, speak up for the great dads who are involved in the, in the Frollo community and on the app who 
are really embracing the opportunity to be part of this supportive community and and in turn be the best dads that they can that they can be but in terms of the happy single parent representation exactly and that's what I think what I'm trying to do with with my work with Frollo and with what we're trying to create with this book is to flip all of those outdated narratives on on their head because Mm -hmm. let's face it being a single parent it's definitely not a walk in the park it comes with challenges you know my son has been unwell this week I've been you know I've had him for 10 days straight I'm also juggling my startup I'm juggling a sick child I'm juggling you know it's, it's definitely not easy but there are some absolutely amazing parts to being a single parent some beautiful amazing parts and and we we actually talk about some of those things in the book as well some of our personal absolute favorite things about being single parents and so yeah I think there's so much to be embraced and it would be brilliant to see single parents being represented in a more positive inclusive way in society for a change. Mm. I think like the media representation, because obviously I work in the media, mm. is something that has, I've really, really given a lot of thought since becoming a single mum. And you just start to notice it, right? You, you know, we're all guilty of this, that you pay more attention to the, the things that apply to you and you give those, those things the most attention. And one of the early series that I did on my website on the single mother edit was a series about the representation of single parents in different films and TV programs and the stereotypes around the single mom is always that they're kind of chaotic maybe you know like promiscuous like just holding on by a thread all over the place if there was kind of like a collective of parents it would always be the single mom that's like late hasn't done has the kids wearing the wrong thing or they're just a mess basically whereas as you said the single dad is kind of like this hero character and for the book we've interviewed a series of different um single parents in all different situations and almost across the board the single dad did say you know they felt like they just had to show up and they were getting praise um and as Zoe points out it's that's not always a great thing because it's kind of putting this almost like a I don't know they just want to feel like they're doing it the same thing as everyone else like but I think for women it gives this kind of real you feel like you have something to prove all the time it gives you this hurdle where you're like people are expecting me to fail people are expecting me to be a mess it would be nice if there were more positive stories being told about single parents and particularly about single mothers and not just the, the hardships because the hardships exist whether we whether that's all we look at or we don't and the truth is that those issues are largely economic political situations and yes change needs to be made in in those areas without doubt but what Zoe and I, um, and Zoe and I don't feel kind of, that's not, that's not our area. That's not what we are. I'd love to be able to impact change in those areas. And sometimes through my writing, hopefully we'll make something of a difference. But the fact is there are amazing things about being a single parent. It has a lot of advantages that for some reason people don't, people feel a bit icky about almost promoting single parenthood because we're, we're given this picture of what a proper family looks like of having a mum and a dad at home and for one I'm queer so I don't think that this mum and dad picture is a fair representation anyway but 
equally having one parent who is giving you love and feeding you and getting you to school on time is more than enough. You know, children need to feel loved, they need to feel safe. In truth, they need lots of people who love them in their life. And where they're getting that from, it doesn't need to be two parents at home with them. And giving that as an option for people and telling people that's okay is just such an important starting point. I think that's really true. I mean, I know like my parents split up when I was 28. They got divorced, but like they were not happily married. It was not a happy marriage. And when they split up, I just thought, I wish you'd done this sooner. You know, mm. I don't like your kids are not going to thank you for raising them in the shadow of your misery. They're not like it's not. No one is going to turn around and say, thanks for that. That that really helped me out at the end of the day. <laughs> so I, I wondered like, if you could tell me like, in, in, in light of that sort of, you know, the negative stereotypes around sing, single parents. What do you think is, I mean, it might be quite hard to pick one thing, but like, what is the most joyful thing for you about being a single parent? One of the things. I mention in in the book, which is the thing that immediately brings to mind, is that I feel me and my son just have such an unbelievably close bond. And I have I have a good friend actually, and she's she's married. She has five kids. Would you believe it or not? I mean, but she has to pencil in. She has to schedule in one half day a year to have with each of her kids alone. Oh, my God. Because, yeah, and that to them is their special day, you know, with with her. And that just kind of hit home for me how lucky I am and how lucky my son is to have such kind of close proximity to me and such when we're together, you know, hopefully my my undivided attention um, a lot of the time. And I think that's really, really special. I think it's so, so special. And, you know, I embrace now that he's at an age, I embrace little adventures that we can go on together, whether it's holidays or days out, or it's a really formed into such a beautiful, beautiful, special bond. So I'm so grateful for that. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I love, I love that that special uh, people talk about this special bond between a single parent and their children because they have your undivided attention at home and for me the special thing is that my home is a peaceful sanctuary for me and my son and we set the tone for the energy of the house we set the boundaries of our relationship it's our well I set the boundaries for our relationship but it's our home it's my sanctuary it's peaceful, it's safe. And when I'm with my son, my attention is on him. And I have two nights a week where I'm on my own. And that's such a luxury for co-parents. And it's mm. it's different for every single parent in terms of if they get time off or they don't. But I understand I'm incredibly lucky because I get my son most of the time. But then I get two nights off where I get to be someone completely different. And I'm not just a mum. And I think that all parents, whether they're single parents or they live with their partner or even if they're a solo parent, carving out that slice of time where you don't have to just be a parent is so important for your mental health and also for the kind of sanity of your children because you're looking after yourself in that way. So you've said, you know, you're not, you're not politicians. This is not your area. But I think we could probably all agree that modern Britain does not necessarily support single parents in the best way that it could. I don't think it supports parents in the best way that it could, full stop. That's just my opinion. But 
I wondered, say you were Prime Minister for the day, what would be the policy that you would implement to make the lives of single parents easier? I mean, the, in, immediate, I know that there's childcare reforms happening, but I think an immediate well, access, affordable access yeah. to childcare. And at the end of the day, things that benefit all parents benefit single parents. There are issues around certain elements of universal credit and child benefit and all of these things that actually unfairly target single parents when it's a kind of individual income rather than a household income. Um, but I think just the complete reform of the childcare system would be enormously beneficial for single parents because there are a lot of single parents that are completely forced out of work altogether at the moment because it's just not financially viable for them to be in the workplace, which not only you know forces them to be completely reliant on the state, but also means that their, their life is on hold, essentially, because they have only one option to, to be out of the workplace. And, to, so, and not that for some people that wouldn't be their choice anyway, would, would be to mm. solely be focused on their children. But it's unfairly holding them back from their own kind of life path and, and what they maybe want to do outside of parenthood. And I think that there's a real expectation, probably particularly on mothers, that once you have a child, that should be your only focus in life. But the truth is, it, it shouldn't have to be your only focus in life. You know, we're all people as well as being mothers and to be forced completely to put your life on hold because you simply can't afford childcare for your child is unacceptable in my opinion. I think my one would be, you know, on top of, on top of that, assuming that was already taken care of by my fellow prime I've minister. I've done that. Yeah, don't worry. Um, <laughs> I, I think some kind of an equality act where single parent families considered in an equal way. So it's even things like, you know, family tickets and things like that, you know, yeah. that it, it's two, two adults, two kids, things like that being factored in and also a much, much more balanced representation of single parents in society, in the media, in so, so that not only single parents, but also our kids don't have any sense of feeling other or less than. How to Be a Happy Single Parent is available now. I assume you can buy it at all good bookshops and online. There is a lot of information in there, which I think will be really useful to someone who is going through this and just wants to sit down and be like, right, bam, 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 what do I need to do kind of thing. So, yeah, I would totally recommend it to people listening if they are, you know, in this situation or thinking about being in this situation where can we follow you guys on social media to keep up to date with what you're doing and like any events or things you might be doing around the publication of the book yeah so you can find me mostly on frollo so mm -hmm. on the on, on kind of instagram or frollo underscore app and then on the app itself and um, you can connect with me directly on on there and then over to you rebecca <laughs> yeah, um, just before I do mine, I would, if there are any single parents, like, do get on the Frollo app. It's, I'm not really like a app or social media kind of, you know, I'm not all on it all the time, but it's such a friendly space and there's so many people that sign up and they write on the main board, you know, like, oh, I've just left my husband or I've just adopted or whatever. And immediately, people just jump in and they're like, you're fine, we've got you, everything's going to be okay. And it's just like, it's a really lovely place to be. So I'm on Instagram at single mother edit. And yeah, I kind of share my 
latest writing and what I'm up to on there. So yeah, that's where you can find me. That's great. Thank you so much for joining me. It's been really interesting to chat to you both. Likewise, it's been great. Thank you. Standard Issue for All Women.